Good afternoon. Um, we had a, some good meetings today, uh, talking about the game. Uh, as we recap the game, we played a, uh, I would say, the first quarter and almost two full quarters of really good football. Um, it was, a, you know, offense had a fast start on the road, which they haven't been able to do uh, for the most part this season. Uh, that defensively played well. You know, in the first, I would say, quarter and a half, anything was pretty good, um, all the way up through really the second quarter. Um, felt good at the halftime break uh, with the things we were doing on, on both sides of the ball. Uh, and uh, so they, we felt like we had some decent adjustments being made in terms of what we needed to do going into the second half. But unfortunately, it was a different type of second half. Uh, you know, we didn't quite catch the rhythm that we were hoping to get in the first half with our offense. We did move the ball pretty effectively, you know, the third quarter. Uh, didn't get any points out of it. We missed a field goal. Um, and then defensively, we, you know, we, we had some issues late in the first half with sending a two-minute drive and a couple big chunk plays, particularly to 85. And uh, we were trying to find ways to shore that up, and, and it still reared his ugly head in the second half. So... <clears throat> things that I told you guys about at the end of the game last, uh, the night of the game, you know, those are the things that really were glaring when you came back and watched the tape. You know, on a positive note, when, when we're playing football pretty well and everybody's executing at a high level, we feel we can play with anybody in this conference. And it's just the unfortunate thing we haven't had the consistency to do that, uh, you know, for a 60-minute ball game. So... Um, we want to keep working at it. I think on offense, positive things were done early in the game. Uh, missed some fourth and fourth down conversion opportunities. Uh, one of them probably could have been a big, big play for us at it incompletion. Uh, we had a, you know, we didn't execute the, the fourth and short. Uh, you know, Brendan Lewis was getting was being under pressure most of the game, and he handled it for the most part okay. You know, in the first half, but I thought in the second half he. You know, he struggled some. So, you know, there's definitely things that we need to continue to work on. But uh, we had good meetings. You know, we, we had a chance to, you know, revisit all of these issues with the team this morning. We had our walkthrough and corrections meetings, you know, on the field. And so I feel like we're, we, we want to get back to playing pretty, pretty solid this, you know, this last home game and, you know, this two-game stretch that's left in this season. So, you know, their attitudes are still pretty good about competing and getting better. Um, they know that they want to finish the season on a positive you know, note, and, and we're going to work to, like hell to do that. So uh, any questions, I'd like to open up now. <clears throat> the team's attitude is still good. Did, did you have to have a message to the team now that you know, that bowl eligibility carrot's not out there? And, you know, what, what was kind of your message to, to try to get this, to, to close up the season on a positive? Well, the bowl scenario is out the, out the window now with not having any opportunity to win six games. Um, that's usually the, the baseline for that. Uh, you know, they're, they're disappointed about that. That was part of what they were feeling at the end of the game on Saturday. But, you know, we, we still are a team that wants to compete, wants to have a better feeling in their, you know, in their, you know, in a better taste in their mouth or a better feeling going into the offseason about making progress for this year. And uh, so the attitude is still pretty good, still pretty strong. Um, 
you know, we want to, I think the biggest motivation right now is for our seniors to feel like they, you know, they made a great impact and it would be great to, to have a great showing in this last home game. Just going off that last comment, uh, it is senior week for you guys and um, more than just the seniors, will there be some other guys that maybe are listed as juniors that you guys will, that you know are going to move on that you guys will honor this week? We're going to move on with whoever wants to move on, you know, for this week. Uh, there's, we've got a number of juniors that are graduating um, that have years of eligibility left. Um, but, I, you know, for the most part, it's mostly our seniors that are going to be, you know, down there with the ceremony before the game. Uh, but it's, uh, <clears throat> it's always a difficult week, particularly when, you know, it's their last time, you know, playing on Folsom Field. So, you know, it'll be pretty emotional. But <clears throat> we're hopefully... It's a, it's a great thing that they'll be able to feel throughout the whole experience of the day. And, and that's really our goal is to play a really, a really good football game against a very good team and, and, and play well and, and send these guys off the right way. So one of those seniors is Nate. Do you think he'll be able to play on Saturday? There's a possibility, yes. Quiet, crickets. <laughs> I understand. I'll ask about a few other uh, guys. Uh, injury report, I guess. If I can ask just individually, Josh Gustav we saw go out. He's done for the year. Okay. Uh, Montana, we saw. He's likely done for the year as well. Okay. Um, Mackay. And In terms of, there's only two games left, so it's more significant. So. Mackay and uh, Guy Thomas. Play they have a shot. They do. Both they both have a shot. Okay. And then Trevor Woods, we didn't see this last week. He has a shot to play this week. He had a sore uh, shoulder. We didn't want to put him in the game, so he should be ready to go. Okay. Um, Washington coming in, they've just had a little turmoil with the head coach. Um, what have you seen from them in their last game? Is it any different from the beginning of the season? And what do you expect to see from them? This yeah, this last game it was a heck of a ball game. I didn't see it, but watched it on tape last night. And and I mean the game came down to the the waning minutes in the fourth quarter. You know there was they were they had the lead. You know with less than three or four minutes left in the game. And uh, you know ASU had to have some great execution to pull that game out. But uh, it was a heck of a ball game because they led most of the game. Uh, so they're 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 competitive. Team, they're they're different than the team that this started this season, and uh, they're playing pretty well defensively. They're they're still a, one of the better defensive teams in terms of production in our in our conference, and offensively they seem like they they're catching some rhythm and making plays and scoring points too. So it's going to be another uh, you know really strong challenge for us this this uh, you know this week because you know they they are going through some some issues and some change in their program, but I'm sure the players are still fighting and want to finish the season the right way. So it's, uh, it's going to be a great game. Carl, that game on uh, Saturday, might, there might be some other games this season that kind of resembled it in that when things seem to go bad for this team, it really seems like it snowballs and steamrolls in one direction. Is that a skill your players have to learn is how to, to stop those momentum shifts? Um, just talk about what goes into trying to when things start to go bad, just not letting it overwhelm you and maybe blowing your back a little bit, standing up, making adjustments, whatever. It, you know, that's really an ownership piece that they all need to understand. You know, it's sometimes when you're an, have an inexperienced team, you know, you know they, 
you, you tend to want, okay, I gotta gotta do my job better. You know, everybody feels that way, but instead of just saying, just gotta do my job better, that you know, we need some of the guys to say, you know what, I want to make this play to stop this. You know, or to start something special for a drive offensively, or to create a big turnover on defense, or you know, to to get great coverage on a kickoff or punt return. You know, so those types of things. So, you know, the thing, the training that we're trying to, you know established within our team is not waiting on someone else to do it. Why don't you? Why not you? You know, why not you and your role be the catalyst to stop something and change it for the, for the direction to, to swing the momentum change? So those are the things that we're going to continue to, you know, teach and, and, and create those, those moments when we see it. But we, we need more guys that are more opportunistic uh, in, with stopping some some adversity, you know, everybody deals with adversity. You know, we all do in everyday life, but you know, it's really your 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 approach and and your efforts to to overcome it. You know, those are the things that we're all different about overcoming. These guys, you know, I'm trying to create the bravado of you know, put it on me, put it on me to make this stop, put it on me instead of waiting for someone else to be the catalyst. And I think if we have enough guys of 11 that want to do that, then I think those things will swing the, that pendulum in a different direction in, in our favor. You had mentioned that there's juniors that are, are going to be set to graduate uh, with eligibility not counting last year. Is that going to make you have to make some tough decisions just to be able to make room for these guys that are in high school right now that are committed to you? No, because those are clean. Uh, I would say those are quote unquote clean scholarships that are available now. Those guys, some of those guys are coming mid year. And they're coming. To, they're going to be here in January. So, I, I think Adam, what's the unforeseen that we all don't know? And this is kind of alluding to Brian's question too: is that you're going to have that surprise or two that guys are just going to leave and, and enter the portal. And that's the old argument I was telling you guys back in the spring. That's where we have no control if those scenarios happen. It's hard to, you know, to say that when this piece moves and you go in and replace them with this piece, sometimes you don't know when the pieces are going to move. That's the part we can't forecast anymore. You know, there's guys that go to the draft. You know, we can kind of see that, right? You can tell guys are going to leave early to, you know, if they have great years and they're in that eligibility status of going, you know, to making that step. The other part you don't see about – the portal thing. So that's what makes it kind of a uh, fluid situation. But in terms of our guys that we have committed right now, they're free and clear. You know, we're, you know, we, we're already counted for those, those scholarships of guys that have already either graduated or moved on. And then we, we, you know, I have to have my antennas up thinking that there's probably going to be a few more that I probably haven't anticipated. Hey, Carl, I don't know if you were asked this Saturday in the postgame. I wasn't all the postgames, so I don't know. But Devin Grant got his first action against UCLA. He was a highly thought of kid coming out of high school. and I know he made a couple of mistakes, maybe on some reads, but he's in on five tackles and 26 plays. So after looking at the tape, did he earn some more playing time? What did you think of his performance? I, I thought, felt pretty good about his performance. Did he make a few mistakes early, like you mentioned? Yes. You know, where he attacked and got sucked down on a – you know, on some of the exchanges for the quarterback in the back, but then he did make some really good plays and settled in. And and um, I thought I thought it, it's going to do a world of of 
greatness for him to get those reps in the game and, and get a chance to, to make a few plays. So he, he should come out of that game, and I talked to him today actually earlier, uh, feeling like he made tremendous growth, you know, even though it's his first time having that type of playing time. So he'll build on that this week, and you know, obviously we, we lost Joshka, uh, so his role is going to be more, and you know he's excited about it. So he's usually looking forward to you know these last couple of games and playing pretty well. During the offseason and preseason camp, things like that, uh, you had a lot of really good things to say about Jaylee Stacks, but we haven't seen him a whole lot, and you guys are using him a little more fullback lately, but it's Brady Russell. What are you seeing out of Brady that? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not really any slight on Jaylee. He he was sick for about two weeks, where he missed a week and a half of practice just with flu symptoms and things and strep throat, all that stuff that's kind of been going through the, you know, this time of year. And for some reason, when he got sick, it you know most of the other guys took two or three days to come back. He was down about ten days, so he lost a lot of weight, and so now he's back practice and he started practicing this week. And so he's gradually kind of getting his, you know, his strength back and his weight back. So that was probably the reason why, you know, he's just been been sick. So now that he's healthy again, and you know, there's a chance, a good chance, where you'll get a chance to see him in some of those situations in these last couple of games. That's another senior question. This is this senior week? But uh, there are a few of those guys that uh, definitely will be back, like Nate, Cardi, Matt Lynch, Mustafa. Um, can you just talk about what those two, those that group of guys, kind of meant to you in your two years here, and kind of the leadership they brought? You know, uh, yeah, sure. You know, Mustafa just was really happy that he was able to join us. You know, I know he he couldn't play for for four games, but it was just I was happy for him that you know he 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 had a chance to um, kind of clear up the scenario that he put himself into last year with declaring for the draft and it didn't work out and coming back and having a chance to play. I think that was the right thing for the NCAA to allow him to do. And and I think he's he's very grateful of that, you know, getting a chance to play this last year. So he's playing hard, he's playing pretty well. You know, he was one of our players of the game, you know, versus the Oregon State, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So uh, we're hoping he gets a chance to finish the season away that he's capable of and that he feels that he's done some fulfilling things. You know, Nate's been Nate. You know, Nate's chomping to play. And, you know, I, it'd be hard-pressed for me to say he won't play because I'm, I'm sure he's going to try to get himself on the field. And he's been, a, you know, a, a very impactful leader. You know, he's very passionate about the game. He's old-school Dick Buck, Dick Buck, this, you know, type kid. He's just loves the game. He studies it that way. He tries to share a lot of the stuff that he does naturally to his young counterparts, but, you know, he just has a, and just a natural feel that you can't teach, you know, at times. But he's, he's been trying to, you know, tr- to create that foundation of thinking with the younger players here so he feels like he's leaving his mark, you know, on the program. You know, Kari, Kari's, I've been here almost two years, I guess, a year and a half, and He's my, you know, we've had short conversations that maybe the most has ever been is 10 words, you know, in one conversation. He just doesn't talk very much. But the thing that I love about Kari is that he puts it all on the field. He's so consistent and productive. And he has a future. He has a future. And he's a, he's a really good player. And he hasn't been injured. And he's been consistently playing well throughout the year, even in the darker moments when the offensive line hasn't played well. 
he's been a steady, steady, uh, consistent performer. So Matt Lynch has been filling his role pretty well for us too. He's, you know, he transferred here from UCLA. He's one of our tight ends, and you know, he's also our quarterback sneaker. You know, he does a lot of different things that we ask him to do because of his, you know, his experience in the game and. And we, we feel like he's, you know, playing, you know, to his role. He's playing his role very well, too, making a big impact with some of the younger tight ends. So, you know, all of those guys have been, I, I think, instrumental for the young players in this program. They have been. You know, they've all had great attitudes, even when the, the tough moments of this season. It's been a very challenging season, but they've been very, very positive about you know, pushing the envelope for these for the future of this program to get forward. You know, and to learn from this this experience this year. Hey Carl, what's it say about a guy like Nate Landon? You know, and I know he's one of a few seniors on the team, and he's been here for a long time. But it's not often maybe the most recognizable or most fan favorite player is on a middle linebacker. Usually, it's a quarterback or a running back or a receiver, someone who scores touchdowns. But here's Nate, and I just look at my wife. She's like. She knows three players on the team and one of them is Nate Landon. You know, and everyone loves Nate Landon. What does it say about his legacy here just over his time that he's been able to create that niche for himself and he's become such a fan favorite? I believe he's such a popular player because of his – he just has humble qualities. And he, he has all of his uh, ducks in a row in the right places. He just, he just has a great perspective about life, about the game. You know, he doesn't take anything for granted. You know, he knows that, you know, there's, there's going to be a point in time where he won't be able to play this great game again. So his approach in practice as if it's his last practice. I mean, I wish they, I wish I had, like, a, you guys heard me say this before, I wish I had 120 guys that had that, that attitude. But his whole purpose and how he plays the game and why he plays it is it's because he, he doesn't want it to be taken away. Just he values it that much, and um, you know he's. I, I pick him on any team that I was on in the NFL, no question. This guy, he he, I know what he is. He's the fabric of this team, and so and it's and this is only about a year and a half time me being a chance to know him. You know he's made that kind of impact that I've seen he's made on on this football team. So I, I think in his mind, see Nate's a he's a fisherman. You know, he's, he, he lives a quiet life. He, he loves seclusion. He loves fishing. He's got a ton of fish trophies that he can show you. Um, he loves intimacy with, you know, the people that are really close to him. So that's why I say he has, he has life in the right perspective. Well, something I've been wanting to ask you, uh, a lot of times in pregame, I notice uh, you're, you're standing there with J.T. Shroud. And just the two of you. Stand there, kind of talking, watching the team. And I've always kind of been curious, what are those conversations like with you two? And I see them around you, you know, a lot of times on the sidelines at, you know, during games. But I'm just curious, like, what that relationship has been like between the two of you this season. It's getting closer, you know, and that's part of the goal with me traveling him and keeping him involved with our team and keeping him in our game planning. Just because he can't play, I just want him to be mentally locked in everything we're doing. And uh, so it's been, I think it's been very beneficial for him. You know, it's one of those things, he's getting a lot of mental reps. And so he sees mistakes being made. He sees things that he sees. There's a lot of stuff that we talk about. So he's going through the game process of as if he's playing and, and just kind of asking questions about, 
you know, what about this or what about that? So I, I, I like keeping him involved because when he starts to physically start training and developing, he'll be not so far off from, from where everybody else is. So that's, it's been a real positive, you know, having him around. And then I think it's always important for quarterbacks and the head coach to, to have some time together so that they understand my philosophy about offense and how, you know, what the things that I'm looking for in certain game management situations and, you know, managing the team and things like that. So I think you're, the quarterback is that next extension, you know, from the head coach. So that's it's part of that too. So when I see you two standing, is that you talking to him or is that both? It's both. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want him. It's open dialogue. You know, it's, you know, a lot of it's more about the game or the game planning or what's going on, but it's also about leadership things that I'm trying to instill within the team you know, the expectations I have of that position, you know, in terms from a leader. So it's, it's a good, uh, I, I would say, pre-ground pre of information that before he steps back on the field that he's getting some, some valuable information from me. Anything else for Coach? All right, thank you. All right, thank you very much, Evan. Great afternoon.